and welcome to another MLEX podcast. I'm Amy Miller, MLEX's Senior Privacy and Data Security Reporter in San Francisco, California. We're podcasting today from CES, the world's largest technology show held every year in Las Vegas with about 200,000 attendees. Mike Swift, MLEX's Chief Global Digital Risk Correspondent, is there amongst the crowd checking out the latest product offerings and any privacy or data security issues they might pose. Hi, Mike. Hey, Amy. So what's the scene at CES? Are you having a good time? Well, I'm sitting here uh, on the floor of uh, a hallway at the Las Vegas Convention Center, surrounded by large groups of people, and including one guy who's doing a uh, video conference call to London. But that's, that's sort of the experience of CES. You're kind of surrounded by this incredible sea of humanity. It's sort of like being uh, being on the Beijing subway. So um, it's, uh, it's part of the, part of the charm, part of the thrill. So uh, so it's it's good to be here today. Well, I guess a lot of the charm is just seeing all the latest the latest products that they're offering. Um, so what do you think are the key trends in technology this year? Well, first of all, I mean, it's just the size of this show is just incredible. I literally got lost yesterday on one of the show floors and had to use my uh, the navigation app on my phone to find, I'm not kidding, it's like being lost in the woods. I, I really had a moment of panic, like, where's the door? I can't find it. But, uh, um, you know, so a lot of it is just just the size and the scale this year. Um, One one really big trend is is mobility uh, in terms of cars. A lot of that is is self-driving cars, but also um, just general automotive technology. Um, This year, there are more than 170 um, exhibitors, companies uh, with that are exhibiting automotive products that uh, ranges everything from chip makers like NVIDIA and Qualcomm and Intel to car makers like Ford, you know, Honda, Nissan, uh, and then many smaller companies are sort of um, uh, are also in that ecosystem, which is just changing so rapidly. So that, that's definitely one of the big stories here. Um, another is uh, artificial intelligence. Um, it seems mm. like uh, artificial intelligence is being built into everything. Last night, for example, I had the chance to play ping pong against a robot. Uh, Did you which, win? Uh, uh, no, I kicked my ass. Uh, excuse, excuse the French there, but but uh, um, but but the good thing was it had the robot had AI built into it, so it could tell me how to improve my game. So really. Uh, Yes, it did. Uh, I, I'm not sure how effective that will be, but it did give me coaching <laughs> tips. So, so um, um, that was that was um, a robot uh, that's uh, uh, built by a Japanese company called Amron, and uh, so th- that was a very interesting experience. Um, and another thing, I, one other, one last trend, I think I would say would be kind of the democratization of tech. Um, when hmm. Gary Shapiro gave his um, keynote address yesterday, um, you know, he noted that uh, tech companies are not just tech companies anymore. Like every company is in the process of becoming a tech company. So Mm -hmm. you're seeing um, companies like uh, Black & Decker, you know, which makes, I always thought they made drills, but, you know, now they're making digital products too. Um, Or Hire, uh, which is a company that makes uh, washing machines, but, you know, now they're making smart washing machines, uh, you know, where you can basically connect them to the internet and control them through a smartphone app. You know, uh, that's one reason why the show has become so much larger, you know, that there are so many um, traditional companies that you never would have thought as being tech companies, which now are really tech companies. These new products must be raising a lot of uh, privacy or data security issues. Do you, you know, what are you seeing and do you think that there's a handle on some of these issues? 
Yeah, you know, I, obviously that's going to be huge. And, um, you know, um, for example, in a lot of the uh, panels on um, uh, connected cars, uh, privacy has been one of the, you know, first things that's come up. You know, these vehicles mm-hmm. are generating a massive stream of data. A lot of it is very sensitive data, um, you know, and, and what's going to happen with that. Uh, you know, another thing, uh, you know, you're seeing is um, there's a whole floor here oriented around um, health related products um, that can be everything from like, uh, for example, I saw an Internet connected uh, makeup, uh, makeup applier, like a thing that it kind of buffs up your skin and lowers the, the temperature of your skin. And it, it's uh, done through a smartphone app. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, it's 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 um, really mind boggling. Wow. And uh, so, you know, all these things are, are collecting pretty intimate data, you know, yeah. about people. And, uh, you know, that all reflects, uh, that, that all reflects uh, privacy issues for sure. Are you getting a sense from these companies? Are you able to get a sense from these companies that are just getting into this IOT space, so to speak, um, that they have a grasp of these privacy issues? Do you feel like that that's kind of being swept under the rug, so to speak? Or do you think that they're addressing them up front? Well, I think yes or no. You know, um, yesterday, for example, um, I went to a press conference on something called baby tech. So this is about uh, tech gadgets that are uh, oriented for babies and for parents. Mm-hmm. There was a company that was unveiling something called MyKu, M-I-K-U, which is they're, they're um, uh, promoting as the world's most advanced baby monitor. Um, so th- this baby monitor doesn't only listen to your baby, it also monitors your baby's uh, breathing patterns, the humidity and other factors, atmospheric factors around your baby, location of your baby. That's obviously very sensitive data. It's hard to yeah. imagine data that's more sensitive. So I asked the founder, you know, well, what are you doing for security? And he actually had a really good question that um, they are designing um, all, all their data is encrypted. Um, the encryption keys are actually built into the hardware, the chip inside the monitor. So it's it's something that they have absolutely thought about. And um you know, they're well aware of um, cases like TrendNet, which was, um, you know, the, the FTC's mm-hmm. first enforcement case um, against an Internet of Things device where um, the lack of security on baby monitors allowed like pedophiles to essentially hack into the system. And they were very aware of that specific case. So, um, yeah, I think in some cases, companies are uh, thinking about that. You know, there are so many companies here and so many of them are just, you know, early stage startups that it's hard to know if all of them are thinking about it. But there are indications that privacy has become a much more forefront in the minds of, of technologists, for sure. Yeah. Well, well, given everything that's happened with privacy and data security over the last year, are you seeing anything different about this year's show? You know, I am. I, I um, you know, you're you're seeing uh, references to the GDPR. You know, Europe's uh, new privacy regulation. Uh, for example, uh, yesterday I went to panels where companies like the chief heads of public policy for Google and Verizon, you know, both uh, again called for the U.S. to pass national privacy laws this year. Huh. You know, a year ago, we would not have seen that, obviously, but um, right. What happened with Cambridge Analytica, what happened with uh, the passage of the uh, California Consumer Privacy Act has really totally changed the landscape. So that's that's definitely something that's changed. Something that's also different this 
year is that uh, because of the federal shutdown, mm. none of the regulators who are typically here, like the Federal Trade Commission, the Federal Communications Commission, the NTIA, none of them are here. So when the tech companies are making these pledges on privacy, there's no sympathetic ears of regulators for them to, to make huh. it to this year, unfortunately. So that's part of the dynamic that's missing this year. Well, it sounds like it would be really difficult for a company just to avoid the privacy issue at this stage of the game. Definitely, that's true. So was there any particular product that caught your attention that was particularly uh, uh, exciting or interesting? Yeah, I mean, uh, playing ping pong against the robot was very cool. Um, <laughs> but I think um, I was really struck by um, some of the automotive t- uh, technology and sort of their view of what it will be like to um, drive a car in, say, 2030 or 2040. And Nissan, for example, had this amazing display that they um, were calling making the invisible visible. And their vision is that, you know, 20 years from now, people won't be using their eyes to drive their cars anymore, that essentially they will be um, reacting through virtual reality to the sensors on their car that are basically ingesting all the data of what's going on around the car and creating a digital image of that. And then um, the person piloting the car, if it is in manual mode, if it's not in autonomous mode, will be sort of doing it through a virtual reality headset. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. We have really mind bending and uh, um, they were sort of showing off uh, a a mock-up of what that would be like. And uh, for example, say if you're driving in um, very foggy conditions, because the car would actually have driven the road before and would would know what it should like, it will present it to your through your virtual reality headset as being a beautiful sunny day when in fact there's no visibility at all but the car sensors would still be no would know where it is on the road because of the road markings and what it could pick up through you know it's lidar uh, data and everything so that that was really incredible the other thing i would um was really struck by was some of the um the baby products and the degree to which young parents um or at least uh, these companies believe that um there's this huge and emerging market for connected products for parents and their babies um for example good Co- housekeeping the magazine now has a chief technologist who would ever have thought that good housekeeping really would have a chief, yes has a chief technologist <laughs> And, uh, um, uh, you know, one thing that really struck me was that uh, yesterday there uh, uh, a startup called uh, Owlet, I believe is, is the name, um, unveiled like a, a pregnancy monitor that pregnant women can wear that give them a continuous readout on the heartbeat of the, uh, the fetal heartbeat and, uh, you know, other vital stats about. Um, so uh, they can monitor the, the impact of their, you know, the, the health of their baby 24-7 and not just have to wait for, you know, the OBGYN appointment every few weeks. And uh, um, to me, I was like, wow, that's really invasive. But um, I guess there's a feeling like uh, millennial parents are really going to want that. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it, it really is a sense, uh, gives you a sense of what the future is going to be like, you know, 20 years from now, things that I, you really couldn't imagine before you step foot on the the floor of the show. And uh, so that, that was, those were both pretty striking things. Well, just imagine the amount of information that's going to be personal information that's going to be collected about these, these children by the time they're adults. It's going to be a massive amount of data. 
Unimaginable. Yep. Yeah. And that is part of the, the business uh, plan for these companies that uh, as the lives of these children's progress, children progress, um, they are going to track, you know, their health over time and, you know, make recommendations about diet and doctor visits and things like that. So as a result, the children will have healthier lives. Um, so I guess we'll see, but uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, it's, it's all in the bright future. We'll see. Thank you so much, Mike, for taking time out of your busy schedule at CES to, to talk that with us great. about what you're seeing. Thanks for having me. Again, that's Mike Swift, our chief global digital risk correspondent based in San Francisco, who is in Vegas for a couple of days at CES, checking out what's going on. Uh, make sure to come back often for future MLEX podcasts from Europe, Asia, and the Americas on regulatory and litigation issues around antitrust, trade, privacy, and data security, and corruption. You can access our podcasts from our website or subscribe through the SoundCloud app for iPhone or Android devices. I'm Amy Miller, MLEX's senior privacy and data security reporter. Bye from now from San Francisco.